0: Three composers up for the APRA Best Original Music and a Film Award have had to wait a long time to find out which of them has taken out the top prize. The original live event was first scheduled for October last year, then November, then earlier this month. It's finally happening this week, though sadly only online. Vying for top honour for film music, Ali Lieberman for gangland drama Savage, Ewan Clarke for the adaptation of Henry James' horror classic The Turn of the Screw, and Mahuia Bridgman-Cooper for his work on Roseanne Liang's genre-busting Shadow in the Cloud, part feminist war movie, part full-on creature feature. I talked to Ali, Ewan, and Mahuya about the different challenges they each faced. Ewan, as I was thinking about these three very different films and very different scores that are being created, I was wondering about genre, because the turn of the screw is archetypal horror. When you're working on a genre piece as a composer, do you want to try and break out of what people might expect? Or for a horror film, do there have to be certain musical aspects, do you think?
1: Yeah, I think there's a, a balance to be struck. For this one in particular, I was kind of leaning into and embracing horror tropes for the most part. Um, I wasn't wasn't trying too hard to um, go outside of the typical tropes because they, they work so well, and also that that was my brief. Well, I suppose I could get more specific and say that I was going for gothic horror tropes, so things like uh, using a bell to sort of signify death and sort of old world Europe, that's a sort of gothic feature that I was adding in, um, and use of Celeste to uh, to portray sort of childhood, because this is about uh, two children who are corrupted by ghosts. So yeah, I, I was leaning into a lot of these tropes uh, rather than, um, I don't know, trying to establish new conventions, if you like.
0: The music has a particularly important role to play, though, doesn't it, in horror? Because it really has to heighten those emotions, exactly. particularly fear, you know, and surprise. Yes, yes
1: exactly. Yeah, no, it's really important. It's, it's one of the ways that the ambience of the film, uh, the fear and, uh, and, and hauntedness, uh, uh, the supernatural, all of these things uh, uh, can be conveyed through music.
0: Ewan, as soon as you saw the script and started reading it, did the music start to suggest itself to you?
1: I actually don't think I read the script uh, prior to um, uh, working on this, but I, I did have. I remember a really early conversation that I had with um, Alex, and uh, in the early conversation we had, he he said, oh, "I only want music at the beginning, at at the end," and that of course changed later. He ended up saying, oh, "Actually, we need music here and here and here." And then we ended up with, uh, you know, a normal amount of music, which is quite a lot. But he actually had quite a specific idea of what he wanted for the first piece. He wanted something that sounded like an orchestra tuning up, but then gradually morphed into something really horrific. Uh, So I actually recorded that with an orchestra um, before I wrote any other music. And then we didn't even end up using that because we decided in the end that it didn't, didn't quite work with the rest of the music that I ended up writing, the tuning up at the start. Idea, but it was a cool idea. Uh, but that sort of—that uh, was one of the things that I started with, uh, as opposed to reading the script.
0: There's a lot of sound design in there as well. So how do you liaise? I think particularly with horror, perhaps <laughs> you know those those sound effects. You know, you want people to jump out of their chairs. So do you have to liaise with the designer?
1: Yeah, very much. So um, Matt Lamborn is, was the excellent sound designer on this project, and. Um, he actually, uh, once I heard his first pass of the the film, I'd only written a couple of pieces of music, uh, but that actually really uh, encouraged me and got me really excited about about how good the film could be once his sound was added, and it made it made a, a huge um, impression on me. Uh, and what I ended up doing was uh, writing a whole lot of music against his first pass of the sound design, so working in with his sound design, and so sometimes I'd be deciding, oh, no, I don't need to write music for that scene because he's done a perfectly adequate job with the sound design. And other times I was writing music that would sit around his sound design like a glove and sort of and feel like it was produced by almost the same person. And so that was really fun to do.
0: Ali, when you signed up for Savage, I mean, interesting 70s, 80s, did you bring those musical influences into what you created?
2: No, actually. I really tried to focus on the... A more internal state of uh, of the character that's what uh, Sam Kelly, the director, really tried to express is that you know what does it feel like from the inside of very damaged people?
0: Well that must have been an interesting project for you then how did you how did you approach it? How did you think about it, and what kind of instrumentation then did you decide to use for this very in- internal kind of music?
2: Well, to be honest, uh, Sam heard some of uh, some of the releases I, I I had before, which was very atmospheric and, and, you know, heavily manipulated kind of guitar textures. And, um, he really, he really liked that. And he asked me to start from there. But, um, the only way was to make it as personal as possible and trying to think about myself, about my own life experience or people I know and trying to hone into, um, those feeling and trying to become that in a way and try to create that world through that really. Mm-hmm.
0: For you, did you? I know you had big, that conversation with the director that gave you a lot of guidance. Is that actually more important than reading the script from cover to cover?
2: Again, you know, I don't know if there's real right or wrong. And honestly, I feel like every project is completely different from another. You know, I jumped in fairly early in the process, just before they had the first assembly, almost. So I was kind of developing a relationship with the characters and the story from the script stage and you know I had my own my own world I had created uh, through what uh, the the awesome writing have described you know so I had pretty much a lot of the themes and a lot of the real world building was already forming through the through the script but uh, you know on, on other occasions definitely just jumped in uh, from when you have a kind of an early assembly and edit and you kind of respond to the pictures and it's uh, it's really really, there's no right or wrong for me personally,
0: I always imagine that to be honest, it was when you were either on set watching or or having a look at the film. It's really when you could um throw yourself into the music, you have your ideas, but you need to you need to see what you're scoring to
2: yeah and it's it's also it's a it's a it's a matter of of a stylistic choice that you know the team wants to go for if we how much we want to match the picture how much you know we we want to match the action um and you know if we if we're creating all of those what, what i've done for savage for example is uh, form from the first assembly i just looked at it and i started throwing all those textures of like what you know just to try and find what are the colors that are coming to me you know if i if i turn it into a black and white film and i had to paint it with music. What kind of textures I would uh, would be suited to that? So, and I did that, and then I threw it back to the editor for them to kind of, uh, you know, to to butcher it and do whatever they want with it. But that created this dialogue of sectioning, um, you know, all those sequences that some of them actually made it all the way to the end. Those little first little ideas and sketches. So it's um. It's, it's really interesting. It's definitely, definitely a massive amount of response once you see the, the, the photos, the pictures. But, uh, but uh, it's also dangerous to, for me personally to not fall into the trap of, of scoring the picture rather than scoring the story, really.
0: Mahuya, yours very different again. It's set in World War II, but horror and sci-fi, you had everything going on there um, with Roseanne as, as a director. I mean, that sounds like, in, in a way, anything
3: goes. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of juxtaposition and shadow in the cloud. And that was the I guess the trickiest part because in effect it's a period setting. So everyone's expecting period music and having a strictly eighties synth score, it was tricky to, to try and get it to sit with with the picture. And I think it's quite polarizing for, for people as well
0: so how did you how did you approach it then when you really sat down and thought about it and talked to roseanne because she's a you know, a woman with strong opinions too? how did you yeah. approach it so it wasn't so eclectic that it didn't hang together because the film still got to to hang
3: yeah i mean it depend <laughs> depending on who you talk to that might view it as uh successful or not but it, I think it was just you know the parameters were set and that, and that's the that's the greatest thing i I love projects where you have really clear kind of parameters that you have to work with and and so it's just up to you to try and create or or achieve all the normal things you need to do with with emotion with pace with textures so yeah that that was the challenge and 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 that and those were the parameters so i mean it was it was really exciting to to go through that process
0: Mahui, Roseanne could have selected a whole lot of greatest hits, say, from the World War II era. And I'm seeing a lot of this on Netflix now. You know, a lot of um, much-loved songs become the soundtrack to a TV series. But what does a specifically composed soundtrack offer that that can't?
3: Well, I think it's that it's that identity that you get where if you did have a lot of licensed music in there, it would it would feel quite different you because you have a you have a certain nostalgia or an experience attached with those well known bits of licensed music. So I think it's bespoke music is so important in that sense where you can really create an identity that otherwise wouldn't be there.
0: Ewan we me mentioned turn of the screw, classic horror, is there a genre that you're just dying to compose for?
1: Yeah, uh, probably uh, an adventure film of some description. It, it's the sort of film uh, like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings that just calls for an epic approach uh, with a big orchestra and a big choir, preferably as well, and just uh, lots of music. And I think uh, it's it's not necessarily the only good approach to scoring, it's just a hang of a lot of fun, I imagine. And it's, it's the sort of project that people don't really get until they're at the absolute pinnacle of their careers and probably living in Los Angeles or London. So I don't know whether that will ever happen for me, but certainly I've had that sort of thing on a smaller scale, you know, scoring short animations and that sort of thing.
0: Ali, I think you've got a a couple of documentaries on the go. I guess it's a very different approach, the scoring for a documentary to a film.
2: Fully. I mean, again, it's, it's, uh, you know... the 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 common thread is that there's still there's still a character in there it's just like a real life character and there is still a story that the storyteller trying to um, to tell you know and obviously you know you you trying to s- stick into make it as as real as possible um, but you still sometimes you're gonna have to dramatize things um, the, there's the challenge of you know you kind of swing in between the intimacy of real life and the the more ethereal kind of uh you know more poetic points that they're trying to make um but again it's 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 serving serving the stories king at the moment and trying to find those like what mahuya said is trying to find those that sonic identity that kind of thread it and glue it all together it's um it's really it's real key
0: Mahoe, we've actually all three of you have talked about the importance of the director and you've worked on lots of projects now so we won't mention any names but I guess is it easier for you to work with a director who knows and loves music or is it kind of easier to have a director who who leaves it to you
3: that knows and loves music i mean it, it's great um, but it's it's definitely not essential and the most important thing is that is the communication of ideas of moods of emotion and and i and and the ability to sort of get on the same page with a director and just to be able to feel like you're in their head and they therefore give you that sort of trust is I think the the most important thing that's kind of paramount for me.
0: Mahuia, Bridgman-Cooper, Ewan Clark and Ali Lieberman all in contention for the APRA Award Best Original Music and a Film. The award ceremony is being held online this Thursday.